Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to this week's interview from High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowRoom.com. In this week's interview, we speak to an award-winning journalist from Cannabis Health Magazine. Her name is Sarah Sinclair, and we just generally talk about the state of the cannabis industry in the UK, medical cannabis in the UK, uh, her work as a cannabis publication in the UK, and things like that. It's a real good conversation. Uh, Sarah's really cool, good, friendly conversation, lots of banter, some good information in this episode as well. Anyway, I'll leave you to the interview for now and I'll tell you where you can find Sarah and all of her publications after the interview. So I'll see you at the end of this. Enjoy. So you are Sarah Sinclair from Cannabis Health Magazine. Yes. You recently won an award, right? Yeah, we did. We won um, Best CBD Magazine at the World CBD Awards on Thursday. So that was nice. Nice. Congratulations, man. That's very cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it's nice. It's nice to get some recognition. You know, I don't really go in for like all these awards and stuff, but I think it's, it is nice. I'm not going to deny it. Awesome. <laughs> it's nice to be recognised. Well, it can't be easy running a cannabis magazine in the UK, right? Mm. Yeah, it's pretty challenging. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There's been a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of challenges. I think it's it's really difficult having running any sort of publishing kind of media at the, in this climate anyway, when you're mm-hmm. competing with Google and SEO and, and all the rest of it. So add cannabis onto that and you've just got a whole... <sighs> concoction of <laughs> i know the feeling man you know got the the cannabis growers forum persusgrowing.com yeah. we got high and homegrown and it's you know being based in the uk <laughs> here it's, mm. it's so difficult to get anything done you yeah, know it holds absolutely. you back so much yeah yeah it's tough um you know there's loads of times when you want to give up but you just i guess you know <laughs> you can't yeah. really can you? you can't yeah you can't there's so many people that like like not rely on but look mm-hmm. forward to Mm. you know the podcast coming out and people learn how to grow from the forum there's Mm. a good community over there and I'm sure it's a similar thing with the magazine as well Mm. yeah yeah we have we've got really nice sort of community what what we've struggled with is you know we've built up quite a a good loyal audience of readers and and that's great and they're really valuable to us but Mm -hmm. it's kind of getting outside that echo chamber and me reaching the people that don't even know yet that they could benefit from cannabis which is Mm -hmm. something which is is challenging when you're not allowed to advertise or do anything <laughs> with cannabis in the name. Yeah, it's um, difficult, man. So yeah. when did the magazine start? Have you been doing this so long? Um, yes, yes, well, the magazine officially sort of launched in, I think it was late 2019. And right. then I came on board in August 2020, I think I started. Um, okay. So not much had happened really in those. So but... you're, you're not the founder of the magazine? No, I'm not the founder now. All oh, right. You seem to be the face of the magazine, though. You, you... Well, yeah, that's kind of, that wasn't an intentional thing, but I think it's just kind of <laughs> happened that way. Um, yeah, so so basically it was founded um, by a uh, independent publishing company in the Northeast who I knew, because I'm, I'm based in Newcastle, so I knew the guy and it was just kind of, he asked me to do some freelance work and that's kind of how it came about. But I guess 
because I was the only one, I sort of started working on it in August 2020. And that was when we started putting out regular content. And I've been the one, I guess, who's really kind of led it mm-hmm. to grow to where it is now. So that's how I've ended up as as the face of it. But I think it's more just through I'm the one who's always interviewing people and I'm the one who's always kind of representing the magazine. Cause we've had yeah. a few, we've had, you know, we've we've had a small team and we've had people come and go, but I've been the sort of consistent person. So I think that's why people <laughs> associate me with it. Nice. You do print magazine as well, or are you just online? We did do print, but we've recently made the decision to pause it, probably indefinitely, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. it's just, um, it's yeah. Expensive. It's expensive. Yeah, it's, it's way too expensive. Mm-hmm. And I think we clung on to it because there's something about having a physical copy, especially with cannabis. The aim was kind of, when it launched to get the magazine and you know like news agents and doctor surgeries and um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know right um but yeah so that was kind of what the plan was but then obviously that didn't really covid happened and we realized that that was going to be virtually impossible so um yeah we've we've, we've paused print and we're just online at the moment but we're, mm. we're discussing kind of a digital magazine and other subscription options that we're hopefully going to be able to do soon yeah but uh, even online it's difficult as well there's so many restrictions there like you said sharing yeah. things on social media you either get shadow banned or completely fucking blocked for it <laughs> yeah i mean our instagram is just like the constant bane of my life like i sweat we've been shadow banned for ages and some days i'm like why am i even posting on here because mm-hmm. i know that no one's gonna see it but <laughs> you just feel like you have to keep going same same here i post on <laughs> instagram i'm like really what's the point is i put shit up on twitter yesterday and it's like why am I doing this again? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's really no point. I, I suppose the listeners and readers of the magazine, and they they wouldn't like know that kind of the level of the shit. But, yeah. But this is why we always ask people who listen to the show, and you know, I'm sure you ask the readers of the magazine as well to yeah. share, man, because that's yeah. that's all we have. We don't have the YouTube algorithms being like, oh, this is a really good show. This is informative. Mm-hmm. We'll share yeah. it with all these people. Look at yeah. this on your feed. That doesn't happen with us like it does for yeah. Tim Paul, Joe Rogan, you know, yeah. all these different places. <laughs> we don't get that same kind of treatment, man. It's just hard work. So we always rely on listeners yeah. to share the show. Yeah, they're, they're so valuable, especially in, in like the cannabis community. Like mm. we exist without them. You know, when I when I picked up the award, I said, you know, to just to thank the patients that have shared their stories and kind of and supported the magazine because we really wouldn't be here without them it's those mm-hmm. stories that kind of resonate with people and that's right man have it forward so you said um when you joined the magazine you, you were doing some freelance work have you always been interested in journalism or is this a new thing you've gotten into as well yeah well I was actually kind of when I when I sort of joined so I'm a yeah I'm a journalist by trade I've done um I did a degree in journalism a long time ago well not that long ago yeah, i did see i think it was um on one of your twitter posts or something it might have been instagram but you some shorthand oh you no know, that yeah. crazy writing <laughs> yeah oh my god as if you found that um yeah so i did yeah and then i went back and did a master's in an nctg wow. qualification in 2018 i think that was so I've kind of been in journalism for a while and I was working on a regional newspaper and I was actually sort of poached, I think, by the guy who had the magazine and he was like, oh, you know, do you fancy coming to do some work? And I thought at the time I wanted a bit of a more work-life balance. I was like, oh, this would be nice. It's not like the daily news 
churn but um turned out to not be <laughs> much more of a work-life balance to be honest mm-hmm. um but yeah that's that's kind of how it so I've always yeah I've always wanted to be a journalist I didn't know that I wanted to do cannabis journalism um and this definitely wasn't in the plan but um yeah now to sort of think about going back you know I do have moments where I think oh you know I, I might you know I should look for another job in like a normal field but um I just don't know it's hard to imagine going back to writing about you know potholes yeah. as Liz Trust would say <laughs> you're a fighter not a quitter <laughs> God, I don't really <laughs> we're not going back there man I don't know why I said that I'm sorry yeah. we're not doing that <laughs> suck back in that hole man if you don't go there man that's a dark place I'm gonna freak out man <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. It is yeah. just so much of a struggle, you know, being yeah. in the cannabis business like this, trying to get the information out to people. Yeah. Are you yeah. a cannabis user as well? Um. Yeah, I I don't really sort of talk publicly about it, but yeah, I've got I've got Crohn's disease. So, OK, oh, I, okay. Um, but I don't actually have a prescription. So <laughs> this is why I don't really kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I'm totally in my personal views are, you know, that people should just be able to do what they want. But yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I I do kind of consume not I don't really use it for sort of symptom management specifically. It's more just like a way to switch off. Like for me, I'd rather have a smoke on the weekend than um, have a drink. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. And you should be and able to be, make that choice with no consequences. It's crazy exactly, stuff yeah. like this. Yeah. And um, you know, and and it, it does find I do find it helpful occasionally if I'm having a flare-up or something. It obviously does help with mm-hmm. those symptoms. But um to, I'm I'm on um a biologic drug for my Crohn's disease. So I'm kind of I've been toying with the idea of whether I should go down the medical cannabis prescription route, but I kind of don't want to rock the boat while things are stable. And, and it's expensive. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. saying you're going to be paying 150 pound a month or something for the medicine you need <laughs> at least. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you, when you get the medicine from the doctor, you get it from prescription, it's nowhere near that much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so damn shame. Yes, um, I do feel like a bit of a hypocrite sometimes when I, people ask me that because I, you know, all day I'm just talking about how you know people should use cannabis and cannabis. Mm-hmm right <laughs> i don't actually use it do you use it no no what is cannabis what are you, talking about? <laughs> you know if I, you know i do think about it i just think that there's a place for everything i think there's a place there's definitely a place for pharmaceuticals and if they're giving you a good quality of life then uh, you know mm-hmm. you should people should just be able to do what they want shouldn't they? that's right yeah you should be able to make up your own mind with you know mm-hmm. you've got to get the information you need to come up with a yeah. good decision and then move forward with it you should have the support but like like you say we're so restricted when it comes to cannabis information but yeah. we don't we don't get everything we're supposed to get you know people don't have the information that, yeah. that it's not just there in front of them they have to go out and find out through their own research like all of these parents with children with epilepsy and autism who use cannabis to to help the kids out yeah. they've all had to go none of their doctors well maybe a couple have but the majority None yeah. of them will be like, yo, you have you tried cannabis for your child? I've yeah. seen that that works really well in some cases. They've all yeah. had to go out and find out for themselves, man. It's, yeah, it's it's it is it's heartbreaking. And I actually interviewed a family um like just last week um who had their their son passed away from 
a brain tumor but they've been growing cannabis for him to sort of mitigate the symptoms and you know he, he survived for like three or four years longer than the doctors predicted and but they're still you know it's heartbreaking anyway but to then have all that added shame and secrecy of what they were doing just to try and help him disgusting yeah it it's honestly really really moved me i don't usually kind of get emotional but yeah it was a really mm. really heartbreaking right, any situation like they would have lost their child man yeah, it's, I mean, yeah it's just unbearable to think about for any parent yeah and for somebody to actually go through that when it may 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 even have been preventable there's some research to go in say about cannabis helps massively with glioplastoma and brain yeah. tumors like that yeah i mean they think that they they were sort of given their son oil but they think because he had sort of a, a cyst on his throat I think so he couldn't kind of consume it anymore but they think mm-hmm. that they've been able to give it to him in a different delivery method like intravenously or whatever that you know he might have survived which is just horrible to think about really I've said it many times on this show man if it comes out in 10 20 years time when the research has been done that cannabis does actually help with these kinds of cancers there's gonna be a lot of angry people all over the world man yeah yeah and and rightly so yeah Um, for sure you do you come across many stories like that do you interview a lot of these these parents with children with different problems yeah i do interview a lot of um a lot of patients and a lot of parents mostly with um children with epilepsy mm-hmm. i still find that in the uk we're still not very comfortable talking about like that family we're obviously talking about a child with cancer but that's very rare for a family mm-hmm. to come forward and speak about that i think um mm-hmm. so yeah for me i think there's still a big stigma around children and cancer for some reason we just don't like to talk about it mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, so yeah, I do interview a lot, a lot of families, and um, work really closely with Medcan support, mm-hmm. and yeah, try and share their stories because they're the ones that sort of give me the energy to keep going. I think when you're sort of feeling a bit like sick of everything and yeah. Google is um, making your life a misery, you just kind of speak to those parents and patients, and you think, God, like they're just incredible yeah they're they're inspirational on their own you know the things they do the things they have to put up with and the fight that they're constantly having and have been having for years now i know it's just yeah it's just it makes me so angry even it does man what the fuck are we supposed to do though (laughs) i know i don't know it's it's like yeah because if it's like if we're not doing anything and we're kind of here and we're talking about it and we're you know what hope is there mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not getting anywhere that's right man i mean we're trying and there's loads of people all over the uk trying yeah. just to get the word out there you know, just yeah. to get out to more people and just give people information that's all we, we want to do yeah so people can make up their own decision about things and just be well informed man but yeah, it just that, gets that. more and more difficult to do that yeah it's just that having that informed consent and mm-hmm. having the option like i think that's the, the worst thing is that people don't even know that this, you know, I don't know, some people mm. say ignorance is bliss, but... Let's, let's call it know. the magical plant. It, yeah, it actually exists and it actually works. Yeah. It's there, you know? <laughs> I'm curious, Um, do you write much toward the aging population? Because, I mean, I, I know that this medicine is it's wonderful for your aches and pains related mm-hmm. to your arthritis and your, your age and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And there's so much potential in an aging community for a good medicine here, something that wouldn't harm anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, our audience, they tend to be sort of between like mid 
20s to maybe like mid 50s I would say mm-hmm. it's quite a broad spectrum but yeah I, I think because we're probably predominantly online as well now we're not really ah, maybe true. reaching yeah. the um I think perhaps when we got the we had the print magazine there was maybe more older people likely to read us but yeah that's tricky it's another sort of demographic of like how do you kind of reach those people yeah, the people that were raised with the reefer madness generation mm-hmm. that have always thought how poison this stuff is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, like you say, they uh, they they could really benefit. And I do find from speaking to CBD brands that a lot of their customers are predominantly kind of senior, senior people, which is interesting. Obviously, they might need a bit more converting to the THC, but um, yeah. Well, I guess t- uh, getting them in the CBD side mm. of it at least, you know, breaks them into it and shows them that they're not going to get addicted to, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. heroin or something like that by taking one, how do you one say cannabis, one? one cannabis, one cannabis injection when you will become an addict. <laughs> one cannabis no. will kill you. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I have spoke to sort of older people who have got MS or certain conditions who have access cannabis and, you know, uh, to be honest, every, they do tend to be like very open-minded and very, you know, they just kind of want something to help. I think, yeah, I, I wonder if there's that sort of stigma. I think it is quite prevalent in the general population, but I think generally the people I speak to tend to be very open-minded about it. Mm-hmm. Which well, is, I think most people by now, is, mm-hmm. I know for sure in the UK, yeah. uh, most people know a cannabis user. Mm-hmm. who's just like a normal person who yeah. also uses cannabis yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's a big thing this kind of idea that we've got about who it is that uses cannabis and mm-hmm. I think the more we just show different people um the more yeah the more people share their stories the more that that view mm-hmm. kind of changes yeah we actually still see that stigma even in legalized states in the united states that Right. Freshly legalized areas, mm. people will look at you like, oh, you're going in there to buy that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, so you what? degenerate. Exactly. <laughs> Call me whatever you want. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then I guess the other thing is kind of mums who consume cannabis as well, because mm-hmm. it's a huge stigma yeah. around that. And, you know, obviously there is here because it's still illegal, but I know kind of from reading stuff over in the US you know they're still you know it's totally fine for a mum to have a glass of wine at the end of the day because she's stressed but you know it's she's... encouraged in most cases yeah exactly mm-hmm. ridiculous yeah. we've got a couple um... of good friends of the podcast that would debate that that argument up one side down the mm. other they enjoy their cannabis and they're not too proud to tell everybody exactly so, yeah. <laughs> I, i'm actually happy to see that women are standing up for themselves in this yeah. you know don't yeah. be stigmatized if this is what you want go for it yeah exactly yeah no it's really empowering there's a few people that I follow on Instagram um that are kind of you know speaking out about it and it's just it's great to see and hopefully we're on the way to changing attitudes I think we are you know it's just everybody's preoccupied in the UK right now with Mm. other things but yeah get back on that train soon enough and eventually and cannabis will be legalized for recreational use one day in the UK. It's inevitable. It's just yeah. how long is it going to take until we get there? And, you know, I know it's legalized for medical use, but damn, that's a fucking farce of a system as well. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. Too. 
yeah it, there's a lot of issues there's a lot of um it's definitely not an ideal model at the moment mm -hmm. and it's the most important thing for me you know that mm -hmm. it doesn't really bother me if cannabis is legalized for recreational use at any fucking point mm -hmm. it, it won't change a thing for me but we need to yeah. make sure about the people who need it for their medicine yeah have sane access to it and it's safe as well you know because sometimes yeah. that shit coming out of these pharmaceuticals they're uh it's irradiated sometimes it's moldy it's low quality high prices people can't afford it you know yeah, that's that's the thing is, yeah, you know, it, when it was legalized, you know, it, it, my understanding is it was always intended that it would be available on the NHS. So mm -hmm. it's just a total injustice that you've got people who are genuinely patients but can't afford the prescription. Yeah. Um, Thousands of pounds a month for some people. Yeah, it's yeah. And that's what happens when you have ph pharmaceutical companies lobbying the government. Yeah, you know, they don't want you to get the other medicine because you got to buy mine. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. It's um, yeah, it's it's. it's yeah, tricky. I hate it too. I hate it too. But, <laughs> it I does mean, make well, me uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, what can we do about it? That's the situation, and you know, we're all stuck with it right now because you know it's just pay hey, money talks, and they have money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is the thing. It, it's sort of like, and especially. I guess like with with cannabis health, you know, we, we rely on the industry for support as well to survive. But equally, you know, it's really important that we call out stuff that's, you know, when patients are not being treated fairly or true. Um, you know, so we have really have tried to to have that sort of representative voice. Um, but it is a tricky balance, and there's a lot of stuff that does make me make me feel uncomfortable. And then you feel like in a way not even able to talk about it because it's like well this is all we've got at the moment so you know if we don't want to criticize that and make patients lose access to what they've got like mm. it's just a very difficult balance mm -hmm. man so sick of it you feels like you're swimming upstream all the time you know swimming mm. against the tide man yeah yeah it's um it's been four years pretty much i mean we were a few days away because it was what was it the first of November 2018 where we legalized cannabis for medicine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nearly four years, man. Yeah, and we're in a worse position than ever. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like that. Yeah, I am. Um, you know, every year I sort of find myself writing the same articles, like oh, it's mm -hmm. two years on, three years on. I'm like, how long? How long are we going to do this for? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess the answer to that is as long as it takes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've got this like Medical Cannabis Awareness Week coming up next week. And there's the UK Patient Conference, which is the first sort of in-person event for patients and potential patients. So that feels really exciting. Mm -hmm. That will be a, a big a moment for people to come together a bit and a change from the sort of industry focused events that we usually have. Um. Let's see, at least things are happening. And every time one of these events happen, it breaks a little bit of stigma. Yeah, absolutely. And that's an important and thing to change. People's opinions of what cannabis is and what it does. Yeah, exactly. And even if you just kind of change one person's view, like we had a Instagram live a few weeks ago and, you know, we didn't have loads of people watching it, but we had a GP on there who was really interested and she was asking questions. And I thought, wow, that's even more powerful in a way than having mm -hmm. like, hundred people who are already converted yeah <laughs> you know, having a gp there's someone who can actually make a difference mm -hmm. and you, you don't know how many people you the magazine touches you know goes out there and gets read by all these people 
you don't know whose minds it changes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's um it's yeah I try not to think about that too much to be honest because I think when you're sort of writing day in day out you don't really think well you do sort of you don't really think anyone's going to read it I know that sounds ridiculous but <laughs> you just mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. don't really you just sort of doing it and then when you kind of get feedback it can be a bit like overwhelming at times it's like, like, oh you read that you read yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like I got some really lovely comments after the awards last week and I thought like wow you really don't realize a lot of the time kind of what impact you're having which is mm-hmm. it's nice it's yeah but um, it's also quite, I think if you thought about that every day, it would be quite difficult to get anything done because you would just be like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen when I put this out. Yeah. Uh, yeah I've written so many articles over on percysgrown.com and mm. and you, you think about it, just, just putting it up there. Google will be yeah. happy because I've put something yeah. out this week. The SEO will be happy. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you realize that people will actually read this. And people who have never grown cannabis in their lives before yeah. read these guides it yeah. gets a fucking harvest at the end, man. And, and they've got their own weed. It's like, damn, damn. I'm, I'm happy really... when that happens mm-hmm. all the time. And I'll never get bored of reading that. Yeah, it's that's really awesome. powerful. And people need to be able to grow their own weed, man. And all the information is free over on Percy's Grow Room. Mm. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Because I, I mean, I certainly wouldn't know where to start. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of people feel the same. Mm-hmm. In, you mm-hmm. know, as much as I think that we should be able to grow our own, I do think more that wouldn't benefit me because I've got no idea <laughs> what I'll do. Um, and there's a lot of patients as well who kind of, you know, either can't physically grow their own or mm-hmm. just don't have that knowledge yet. So yeah. that's really important what you're doing. Yeah. There's been few and far between that we haven't been able to at least get to a harvest. So wow. most, most people could do it. I bet you we could teach you, Sarah. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, if you can write something that keeps Google happy, you're definitely <laughs> capable of growing cannabis. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I did try and grow some tomatoes this summer, but they didn't go. Very oh, they're well. difficult to grow. That's crazy. They are actually <laughs> difficult to grow. <laughs> okay, so cannabis is easier. Oh yeah, it's, it's so easy. Yeah, you, <laughs> if you do it the right way, all you have to do is add water for a few weeks. <laughs> Be <Wow>. done. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you know when I'm ready to take that next step. Oh, we're always good. happy to help. Just let us know. Yeah, the doors <laughs> always open. Come on by. <laughs> something i'm interested in though is when you first went to get the magazine in print form mm-hmm. did, did you have any problems with the the uh, i don't know the printing company were they like we aren't working with you degenerates <laughs> you know what i don't know i wasn't around at that point so i don't know kind of what happened but it's definitely something that i think about even just kind of when i'm getting merch made or something for an event mm-hmm. and i always kind of yeah, it does make me feel a, a bit weird. Like yeah. I feel like I don't know whether I'm just overthinking it, but I do feel like sometimes I get a bit of a weird vibe from people. We've had it in the past where we've went to get merchandise made and they're like, sorry, we're not working with you guys. Really? Because yeah. we have cannabis leaves in our logos. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they don't want your money, like Yeah. Like, I bet um, they want it now. Economy's yeah. fucked. You <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. It definitely is a, a sort of a stigma there, and it's always a talking point as well. Like when anyone sort of says, "Oh, you know, like what do you do?" You can't. You, you can't say, "Oh, like write about cannabis," and you've really got to like go into it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. A, it's an interesting, um, interesting. So, world. do you you suffer stigma then, like because you're a full time cannabis writer for Cannabis Health magazine? What do friends and family think about this? Well, 
I yeah I don't know whether stigma is the right word because I'm very conscious that you know there's a lot of people who do genuinely experience really bad stigma and you know and so I'm quite lucky but Mm. I think the fact that the, the magazine is very medical focused and like my parents for example you know that they're fully on board with the children having access to medical cannabis and so, so they have been actually very open to it but I was a bit worried about what they would think um, mm-hmm. but I think the fact that you've got you know you can talk about the kids and how important it is as medicine that helps I think <laughs> and, and have like evidence and not hard um, evidence exactly. yeah, but yeah. the words of the parents who see these kids every day who yeah. clearly show that their kids lives are changed by using cannabis as a medicine yeah absolutely. not even just a little bit you know it's yeah. like seizures completely stop for months at a time yeah completely transformative you know I've, I have had incidents where I've been at a wedding or for example and kind of you know you, you can just kind of tell straight away like there was um a girl who works she actually works as sort of a, a power uh a special advisor for someone in the Tory government, I think. Yeah, did you punch <laughs> him in the face? You know? So yeah, it was a, that was an interesting conversation. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, but then I guess you know you have to see them as an opportunity to educate someone, and if you can leave mm-hmm. the conversation with their view a little bit changed, then job done. Um, but yeah, yeah, it is always a, you know. And there's some days where you're just like, oh, I just can't be bothered today to talk mm-hmm. about <laughs> Some days you just feel like quitting. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, do I have to do this again, really? Like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Sometimes you get, it really does get you down, man. It gets me down sometimes. It's on a rare occasion. But, mm. you know, Monkey's been there when I've been on, like, on the brink. Of, like, fuck this, oh, man. I'm sick of this shit. We've mm. both been there, Mackie, you know. Mm-hmm. We talk each other off the edge every now and again because sometimes it just gets to you, man. Yeah, it's just hard work, man. And like I said, it's like you're... You're swimming against the tide with this shit. And it's yeah. irrational, man. It's not fucking fair. Mm-hmm. You just treated like a dickhead, man. It's a joke. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And and I do feel really privileged in the fact that, you know, there are a lot of challenges, but I'm able to sort of do this as a full-time job. And I think, you know, when there's so many people that are sort of struggling at the moment, I do feel a bit guilty sort of moaning about the the situation because at the end of the day like you know i am getting paid to work in cannabis so (laughs) yeah it's a pretty sweet thing there yeah yeah i can't you know it is tough and there's lots of issues but i think you know i am grateful for that i'm grateful for this opportunity and yeah i I very much see that as a responsibility to kind of really do something with it and give people a voice so we really can't do much with uh, because you know making money from cannabis is a bit dodgy, yeah. especially when you grow your own too. Yeah, <laughs> it's always a uh, yeah, yeah. big concern. It makes it really, really risky there. Yeah. yeah, and every time we have a new prime minister, I'm like, maybe this will be the person that legalizes <laughs> cannabis. And you know, well, I know you saw for the last hair, two months, you just knew you know? he was going to do it. <laughs> hair like that, I'm sure he's going to. Yeah, you know, surely Barry, he don't even comb his hair. He smoked this before he gets up in the morning. <laughs> Come on, surely, man, surely yeah. this will be the guy. Nope, <laughs> no. So no. what do you think about Rishi? Do you oh, feel God. hopeful? Listen to the first 15 minutes of this fucking episode. he he is very 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 rich Mm. and he doesn't know what it's like to be a normal person that is as simple as that he's affluent without even knowing he's affluent yeah yes yeah that i couldn't agree more and we've also 
Bravman back in the um... oh did you oh god that was, oh god don't don't get me started again uh, she was just she she said cannabis needs to be on the same levels as cocaine and heroin yeah. get Why? sacked for a security breach has this person ever done any one of the three to, for a comparison or are they just reading something out of a book is my question you know yeah I think it's just a lot of it it's just trying to sort of it's a bit of a PR PR stunt yeah, that's all get support is. among the Tories but yeah I, I mean I did a piece about that as well because even just even if there's nothing behind it that sort of language and those headlines all just perpetuates that stigma of what cannabis is and for consumers mm-hmm. you know because it makes people go oh yeah like cannabis should be a class a like yeah it's really bad and it's like yeah, got somebody not... who's drunk slurring their words mm. pointing their finger at you telling you how much of a degenerate you are because you smell like cannabis mm. like get a fucking grip man as you walk stably down the street to your oh. job you know what i mean yeah yeah oh god it drives me crazy it's just there's so much ignorance and we have these people in positions of power and we pay their wages and we pay the wages of the experts they hire to give them information and mm-hmm. we're still left in this position here it's mm. so fucking frustrating it's like i feel like now because rish is in and he's got this this suella braverman back in but mm. uh, he's not gonna go, we're gonna legalize cannabis now because <laughs> suella will be like oh no you don't want to do that it's as bad as crack <laughs> what the fuck man really really yeah. he's gonna, oh, if they're going to make that statement I think they need to go put them out in the woods in a cabin and let them do crack and let them do weed and find out <laughs> do the, find out for true man if you're going to make a statement you need facts people you know, none of them have ever taken any kind of drugs in their lives man they're just oh, ignorant yeah, they to the have, whole Mackie, fucking but thing but the thing is they were prescribed by a doctor but they've taken heavy drugs don't they don't, didn't don't inhale that's what it is <laughs> okay there oh, you go fucking hell, man. it just really? drives you crazy the ignorance is shocking hmm. it's uh, billy in the chat says they're all on cocaine it's like you know yeah. it's in the size of rishi's nose man and do a fucking gram in one sniff <laughs> Sorry, I'll edit that bit out, everybody. You shouldn't get no personal attacks now. That's not cool. You know? uh, <laughs> no ad hominems now. Yeah. Well, Sarah, with a name like Cannabis Health Magazine, are you planning on attending Spanibus when it kicks back off? I have never been to Spanibus, but it is, yeah, I do feel like it's one that I do need to to go to just for the experience, I think. Um, oh, I've never been either, so hey. right okay well yeah maybe next year that's something we'll look at doing it you know it's it's good i try to go to events but i don't usually kind of get out of the uk too much Uh, did Mm. you make it to the product product earth uh, yeah uh, i did i did i did make it to product earth this year yeah that was my first my first time what did you think of it it was um yeah it was it was good it was really i i think i was i'll use the term eye-opening i think Um, okay but in a good way, in a good way, more just kind of, I think it was really, it really made me think about kind of the legacy market and how well established that is in the UK and how mm-hmm. we're not hearing those voices coming through um, and how important they are. And yeah, it, it just kind of, yeah, it was a bit, it was gave me some food for thought, I think. I also kind of realised that I probably only microdose cannabis because (laughs) 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 I'm just on another level. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm laughing because, yeah, I'll admit, I I probably consume more than the average person because, (laughs) yeah, 
when you're a home grower, you can. Mm -hmm. you know, it's mm -hmm. one of those things. I used to consume a shitload, like at least a quarter a day. But uh, I quit right. smoking I last year high, now. Yeah. I, I only I consume a gram a week or something. Ridiculously yeah. small amount of cannabis I use now. Yeah. Just, just want to feel like it. Just a little hit now and again. Mainly when I'm streaming. Because Monkey will be like, let's have a Mackie rant. <laughs> and then he takes yeah, like, no the better get the again. weed out <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was good it was a, it was a, yeah it was a funny it was good it was a good experience it was weird for me because it I was part in work mode and part not in work mode and mm -hmm. I always try and keep the boundaries quite you know I try and have uh, boundaries because I think you know I try and be professional um, so I, I'm hearing that you don't imbibe during work hours <laughs> no okay and everybody <laughs> else of course at product dirt is sitting there just you know smoke flying everywhere yeah and a good old well, time and you've got yeah. to walk through the clouds and say not for me not for me not for me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was yeah exactly so kind of even after sort of after I'd done the work that I needed to do but I was still bumping into people that I know through work so it was just a very it was quite a discombobulated experience, let's just say. Just got to go with it. Smile. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's my own as well, my own internalized stigma coming out a bit there as well. Most mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the way it goes. Yeah. Seen, uh, John said, apparently, if you have been to Progress Earth, Spanabis is a big disappointment. I don't know about that. <laughs> Spanabis is in Spain, mate. So right. It's Spain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that Spanabus is kind of like um, product earth on a much larger scale, but I don't know. I've obviously never been, so I wouldn't be able to comment. Yeah, Jorge Cervantes is going to be at Spanabus this year. I think I might go to Spanabus this year, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely said considering he was going to show up on that one. There's a few yeah. of those guys who are going to show up over there, you know. Yeah, but I, I want to go to Spanabus. I want to go and say hello to all of these people that we've interviewed in the past. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. like, do you recognize my voice, bro? Yeah, do yeah. <laughs> that's me. I was gonna say, yeah. Does anyone ever see your um your face, or you just know like? No, no. no. I, I have a gimp mask I wear sometimes. Right. Okay. You know, Billy I've Bonds. I've seen his face. Yeah. Very few. Very, very few. Very few. Very few. Yeah. It's it's a rare thing. Yeah. Is it you know because I used to grow. I don't grow right now. I haven't grown for a few months. Mm. When, when I was growing, obviously that's a, a big risk, and I have kids yeah. too. So oh, if I, yeah. if the police, police come kicking off the door mm. because I'm in possession of a few harmless plants, then my yeah. kids will be traumatized for the rest oh, of their lives about yeah. that shit. So I have to be very careful. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Um, well, one day times will change. I'm hoping Rishi might do something for us, but very skeptical of that because his friend Suella is going to tell him not to. Yeah, mm. I don't, I don't feel massively positive about. Um, yeah, at the moment but like you say it is inevitable one day I feel like we've been saying kind of oh yeah I'll be in the next five years for like quite a while now <laughs> probably like at least yeah. five years. <laughs> yeah, for like 20 years I've been saying the next yeah. five years man and it, like for real as well for 20 years I've been like, next five years for sure and I remember Carl Sagan when he was it Demon Haunted World his book uh, no, no, it, it was uh, Lester Grinspoon's book, Dr. Lester Grinspoon, oh, yeah. back in the day when he released his book and Carl Sagan did a foreword for it. He said mm -hmm. back then in the 70s how cannabis is going to be legalized in 10 years and they're mm. only just getting to it now. That was very optimistic, wasn't it? Uh huh. <laughs> but, yeah, but, you know, we've we, all been there though. You know, we always think it's going to be next year, next year, next year. And it, yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. We, we might have another prime minister by the end of the month. 
because this is how things are rolling in well, the yeah, UK that's right not, now. That's not impossible. <laughs> um, I think no, we're yeah. in a weird stage now where just anything can happen, and it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's try. <laughs> let's try you. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. I'm all queued up at yeah. They're queued up at the turnstile, taking a number right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you know, think? Um, sorry, I was just gonna. Yeah, come um, around, Sarah. Sorry. Uh, no, I was just gonna say. Do you think it would be more promising under a Labour government or not? With Keir Starmer, absolutely not. He, <laughs> even he is against it. It's like we've got no hope here in the UK. Yeah. And any time it gets brought up, it's like he tries to change the subject. Because, you know, as politicians do, they can't provide mm-hmm. real answers to real questions, important questions as well. So if and the Tories, I'm surprised at because they are like the, the business kind yeah, of exactly. government. And do they not see the, the massive amount of tax revenue they would make by legalizing cannabis? Do they not see the amount of jobs that will be created instantly? When, yeah. they, when they legalise cannabis recreationally in this country and just be like, go get your coffee shops up and running, you know, go get your cannabis lounges up and running, yeah. become a cannabis retailer. How many fucking jobs are just waiting there to open up and, and get the economy kick-started again? But they lose that, that control over you. The law is now gone and they can't use that law to control you any longer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. is that the reason that they're not going forward? But they barely can anyway, because right now cannabis is pretty much decriminalized. It's very rare for somebody to be prosecuted massively just for possession of cannabis. If you're growing it and selling it, then yeah, if it's a large scale thing, then you'll get punished for it. But look mm-hmm. at Trev Coleman, for example. We I wonder what's happened with Trev Coleman. I don't know what the story was at the end. You know, he had like 50 plants and a certain mm-hmm. that, that guy who we reported on who had um, a kilo of ganja with yeah. 50 plants and he was growing it but he was giving it out for medicine to people remember mm-hmm. that guy and he well, only got six months in the order he didn't yeah. get locked up for it so it's getting there we just need the final steps to be taken yeah yeah i think and you're right like the the money side of things is what what we need to kind of get people the economic benefits i should say is what we need people to sort of be that's what changes the politicians yeah. minds unfortunately it doesn't matter how many people it's going to save or how much crime it's going to reduce it's like how much am i going to make out of this exactly yeah and i mean even in terms of like medical i know the the cannabis industry council are crowdfunding to do a cost analysis of introducing medical cannabis onto the nhs because they want to show how you know how cost efficient it would be mm-hmm. i think that's unfortunately how we need to win people over like we say yeah with the, with the finances but then there's some big pharma guys as well who are like you know we need everybody to be taking these opioids oh, yeah. what are you talking about yeah. you know don't give mm-hmm. them that cannabis because <laughs> i heard of i was listening to a joe rogan episode with graham hancock and they were speaking about there's a snail which they found that the snail's slime is 10 times more powerful than any opioid when it comes to pain relief. And it's not addictive. And Joe Rogan was like, I can imagine the big farmer going out there and smashing as many snails as they can find. (laughs) Because they they don't want us having things like that. They want us to keep buying the pills from them. A, a, A patient cured is the cost amount lost. And yeah, that's absolutely. what is it's it's the same shit with the the cannabis yeah, man. I mean, we had that article not long ago. It's like every time in the United States, every time any single one state has a legalization event, pharma loses ten billion dollars mm-hmm. in revenue. Yeah, that's just crazy numbers, and that's why they're fighting so hard because they know they're going to lose billions and billions of dollars if she goes legal. Yeah, have you seen that? Um, 
dope sick, which was about the Sackler family and the opioid um, epidemic in the US. I mean, that was just shocking. No, I haven't seen seen that. Mm. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a drama, but it's obviously based on the true story. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, even sort of to the point where they made up things like breakthrough pain as a concept to get people to take more of their opioid. And doctors were kind of diagnosing people with this breakthrough pain, which wasn't even a thing. Like, it's just mental. It is crazy, man. And nobody's held responsible for this when people get addicted. Yeah. And, and they want to say shit about cannabis, like, oh, but it might give you psychosis. Yeah. <laughs> come on Fuck oh, God, off, i'm so tired of hearing about psychosis cannabis no. psychosis yeah dangerous thc is going to give you cannabis like, psychosis. yeah but this opioid's going to give me fucking kidney failure if <laughs> yes. i send it in six months yes but that's yeah. fine carry on yeah i know and i think you know with sort of the nice guidelines being updated as well to sort of you know they're not recommending prescribing opioids for chronic pain at the moment but then it's like well what what a patient's left with um mm-hmm. you know if you are living with that really severe pain every day the thought of having that taken away from you it must be absolutely horrendous well i can i can speak a little bit to that it wasn't horrendous to the point to where i, I couldn't live with the pain but i did have mm-hmm. pain that i was being treated with opioids for and right. when the crisis hit they yeah. The doctor basically said, okay, I'm no longer legally allowed to give you your medicine anymore and mm-hmm. I can't do anything for you. So mm-hmm. I started growing my own cannabis. Bang, mm-hmm. I'm in. And it works. Yeah. I find that I have less side effects and yeah. what I'm taking, I can, I can figure out the dose for myself and it works just fine. That's what you do. When they take your medicine mm-hmm. away, you find your own medicine. Yeah. So is that kind of what inspired you to go on and, and help other people? Um. Sort of, kind of. I mean, uh, I, I've always I've been a gardener most of my life, and mm-hmm. uh, so growing it wasn't that difficult. But uh, as Mackie will understand very much so, when you're a grower, you want to talk to other growers about growing. And so yeah. that's pretty much where I ended up at Percy's. And then one thing led to another, and now we're on this podcast, and we're teaching people how to do this and trying to pe- bring people mm-hmm. to the, the green side of the earth, you know, that kind of stuff. And let them know that they are not alone. They are not the only degenerates. And we are degenerates too. <laughs> that's what we're trying to bring out there. We're not criminal criminals. We're just out here growing our own cannabis for whatever reason we're doing it. That's yeah. right. We're not wrong. They're fucking wrong. <laughs> we are doing absolutely nothing wrong by enjoying no. cannabis. Right. We only deal with personal growth. So that's that's mm-hmm. the only thing we do at Percy's and on high and chrome learners. We advocate personal growth. You're growing yeah. for yourself. You're not growing it to sell it or anything like that. You're not going to profit from this, this uh, medicine. Yeah it's just crazy shit man and, and um who who's that bob marley not the bob marley because you know just somebody in chat called bob marley oh. it suits different people like alcohol does and that's it yeah. there's, there's so many different things that work differently for different people you know exactly, yeah. if alcohol works for you then use alcohol but mm-hmm. you don't suffer restrictions for that some people find that mdma works well for their depression but they still get arrested if they're in possession of it same with psilocybin you know with magic mushrooms Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. kill anybody but if you're found with it then you're going to be possibly do prison time for it consider yeah. the class a drug well i remember my father uh you know if he was having a little bit too much stress during the day he'd have a nightcap to help him sleep at night mm-hmm. what's the difference about me having a you know a night strain having a little you know smoking a joint of indica and going to bed you know yeah you know, I, I actually feel like 
the cannabis. Now I don't smoke it, I vape it, but it's mm. healthier for me. It's not going to make me, uh, it's not going to have as many health negatives. Alcohol was illegal once as well. Mm. Look what happened but, I mean, there. People, did, people didn't think anything of it from my dad sitting there having his nightcap. That's totally normal. So why isn't it totally normal for me to enjoy cannabis that mm. same exact way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir because you, you, you know this, but I mean, I'm also talking <laughs> to the people that will be listening to this podcast. You know, we're not here trying to, to get crazy here. We're just doing what everybody else does with a different medicine. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you should, like we said at the beginning, it's just about giving people a choice, the information to make their own decisions and finding what works for them. You know, cannabis mm-hmm. isn't for everybody. Some people it might not agree with, but absolutely. Does. And your magazine has a lot of great articles in it about the different things you can use cannabis for. I was looking at it just a minute ago, like PTSD, <laughs> endometriosis, yeah. lots and lots of good stuff in here, good information in this magazine. So oh, thank you. Yeah, by all thank means, you. everybody needs to go out there and check out this magazine. They even got good food recipes, you know, <laughs> not just regular brownies and stuff. They got things like bruschetta <laughs> and pecan Chicken. pie. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah so. we yeah we we've covered a lot of stuff over the last few years, and there's a lot of different different conditions, different stories. There's yeah, there's how there's many issues of the magazine have been released now? Oh, um, so it was quarterly, and then so we've probably done like about eight or nine issues in print, and then wow. every, every day we do we do like cut content every day on the website, so. Yeah, there's a lot of content that's gone out. <laughs> Quite oh, mind blowing, actually, when I think about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, if you um, you know, people can visit the website, and there's always new stuff on there every day. Submission, man, and, and that's mm. you, you're surprised about the amount of content you make over a long period of time, and you look back and you're mm. like, "Fucking hell!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Yeah. It's horrible reading it back as well from something that you did like a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been doing that over on Percy's Grow Room and read some of the old guides. I'm like, oh, that's that's got to be changed. Yeah, I know. So now I'm rewriting everything over the next, I don't know, I give myself like two months or something to go through 40 articles. I think I can do it. Yeah. Oh, that's a mission. Yeah. Yeah. We're always learning as well. Like it's, I'm just constantly learning new stuff and there's new Mm -hmm. things that come out and, yeah, it is. It is quite overwhelming. Like I didn't really know anything about cannabis before I started on this on cannabis health. You know, I knew like the basics, but I didn't know anything about cannabinoids and like anything about the science behind it, really. So mm-hmm. it's been a real learning curve. It's an amazing plan, isn't it? Mm, it really is. It's yeah, it's it's yeah. <laughs> like There's so much to it. Yeah, once so you get past the, the upper layer of just the green, oh mm. man, there's so much to it yeah absolutely it's um yeah once you've seen it you can't really unsee it so it's like i just yeah i don't know how i could just go and ignore this information and go and True. do something else. <laughs> and I mean, that's us you know from this for so long and we haven't mm-hmm. find it out for ourselves and now that we know yeah. it we want to share it with the world don't we mm. but these politician motherfuckers as well they know the same things we know they've got experts telling them this shit man and they mm-hmm. choose to ignore it they yeah. choose to bury it yeah, that's it. And not even just ignore just it. Ignore it. Yeah, Make sure nobody else finds out about that. Mm. And but was it Professor Nutt, Professor David Nutt? He yeah. was uh, working with Gordon Brown, the Labour government, and he came back with his analysis of cannabis and was yeah. like, this shit shouldn't really be illegal, you know, bruv. 
It's like, <laughs> what? What? You're fucking sacked, mate. You do not fit in with my narrative. You must go. Same thing happened in 1973 when Nixon commissioned the study to find out if cannabis should be made illegal. The study came back saying, no, it should be legal. And mm-hmm. Nixon buried you know, the study. He wasn't supposed to say 4, that. 4,000 pages. <laughs> exactly. No, you said the wrong thing. That study doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Oh, Lord. It just drives me crazy. And how many people have you suffered? Yeah. How many people have died either. because of it? Because people could be using cannabis for their pain relief rather than all these opioids that they're taking. And people get addicted to the opioids. Mm-hmm. And then the opioids stop working. So they move on to these harsher drugs like heroin and people. Yeah. Just, and that's cheaper. You know, if you're in the in the States and you don't have the insurance and you've got to go buy the medicine, getting heroin from the street is far cheaper than buying mm-hmm. pain pills from the doctor. So people head in that direction. And then people yeah, die minute, from though. this shit, man. They yeah. always tell you that cannabis is the gateway drug. And you're telling me here that the opium was the gateway drug? Uh, that's the, my the, thoughts of it. The opium? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my opinion, monkey. Well, well I mean, opinion. your narrative might be right, is what I'm saying. It's not what the government's telling us stuff. I mean, how come nobody ever says alcohol is the gateway drug? Because really, that's what everybody's using first, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's so available and easy mm-hmm. to find. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you think about being a teenager, you'd have alcohol first and then the cannabis would come second, really, wouldn't well, maybe it? Maybe it's caffeine. Cases. That's what it is. Mm. It's caffeine is the gateway drug. We all have Actually, that, that coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where it all yeah, starts. Yeah. I know in middle school, yeah, over here, as, as early as middle school, it's the energy drinks. The kids are just constantly mm-hmm. oh, God, pounding them during lunchtime. It's crazy. And, crazy and completely legal. Them. But if you drink yeah. like yes. 16 of them, you're having a caffeine they overdose, sell them in possibly a fucking a heart attack. Machine. You know, but don't you touch that cannabis now. That's right. <laughs> you have all this high energy God drink you damn. want, but don't touch that good other stuff over there. Man, crazy. <laughs> no, but I'm not, but I'm not advocating giving cannabis to children at no. all. No, yeah, of um, course. Would you point yeah, things I need to say that they're making a joke about it, but no. Yeah, no, of course. Of unless course. it's for medicine, of course. You say, unless it's it, pres- mm-hmm. you know prescribed by a doctor or exactly, but not clinical. recreational cannabis for, for anyone under twenty-one. I'm not in favor of it. I'm sorry, yeah. not everyone oh, under twenty-one, but I just think it's time to wait. Mm, yeah, no, I think that that's fair, and it's important that we have these kind of sort of boundaries or even Mm. just discussions about what we you know what is appropriate and what isn't um yeah because like you said it's not for everyone and there can be problems so yeah Mm. we just ask for the same kind of rules alcohol has Mm -hmm. that's all stoners the only thing we really want is fairness Mm -hmm. yeah that's all we ask for you know yeah yeah absolutely i'm well, we've been a bit ranty on this episode. <laughs> That's the way we get sometimes. We haven't done an interview in a while. So Not yeah. ranty, just very passionate. I like it. It's good. Yeah, that, I like that. That's, yeah, passionate. it's no longer a Mackie rant. It's a passionate it's a, Mackie speech. It's a Mac, yes. Mackie passion. That's it. We've got a Mackie passion going on. Sounds like a strain. Yeah, I, I like Mackie's it. passion. Mackie's yeah. passion. Somebody's got to write, get to make a strain up. <laughs> this shit will get you hyped, bro. <laughs> I'll make you rant. <laughs> uh, I'm just sick of it, you know, and I'm sure you're sick of it as well, Sarah. Just playing this fucking game when these yeah. ignorant people are making the rules, man. And it's like, you're making the rules wrong. Come on, can, can we see some yeah. fucking hope here somewhere, please? Yeah, it's it's really frustrating. Um, But, you know, it's got to happen. 
it's got to happen yeah. at some point and um, at some point yeah. <laughs> we've got I think this is what makes the sort of community so strong isn't it because we support mm-hmm. each other and um we all want the same thing at the end of the day mm-hmm. now let me ask you of all the articles you've written since you've been over there at Cannabis Health which mm-hmm. one uh was the one that you thought was the best most important whatever you know which one touched you the, the most Wow, that's a hard question. <laughs> I thought it would be an easy one, really, but I'm. <laughs> uh, well, there is one that sort of, there's a couple that instantly come to mind. Um, but I think, yeah, I did one not too long ago about medical cannabis and pregnancy, which is obviously a really taboo topic. Um, uh-huh. I was getting a lot of even just personal requests through like friends of friends of people who were pregnant and kind of wanted to use cannabis or some of them even had a prescription for cannabis and were sort of wondering about what to do and I thought you know I'm not the best person to do this and I did I you know I was like oh I don't know if I can write about this because you don't want to look like you're advocating for something which could potentially be harmful but I do think it was important to talk about and give people the information so that they can like we say make an informed decision um and I spoke to you know a lot of experts for that and got some women who shared their personal experiences of, of consuming for various reasons and that was quite a I feel like that was quite an important piece I think I'd like to read that one mm. <laughs> yeah it'll be on there but I'll, I'll happily send you a link afterwards if, if you'd like to because yeah it did nice. get got a good response yeah we that question has come up before in circles where I, I uh, have been so mm. yeah definitely want to read that one yeah, yeah. I spoke to um, Dr. Danny Gordon in the UK. And... Cool. We're going to have Danny on the show pretty soon. A couple oh, of amazing! Weeks. She is incredible. Um, I love her. She's amazing. Um, and yeah, she she gave us some really really helpful information about harm reduction and just general. You know, we point to a few studies wow. as well. There's obviously, no studies on sort of medical cannabis in pregnancy because you're not allowed to prescribe. But um there's some, some some studies that have been done which people might be able to get information from so she's not yeah. going to get any jobs working for the government with an attitude like that <laughs> <laughs> no she was very very within the her guidelines you know I, I did I was like oh you sure like this is okay I sent it to her a few times and she was like yeah 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 it's great I was like oh wow it was quite um yeah it, it's it's really amazing when a doctor's kind of willing to speak about a topic like that, which is so mm-hmm. controversial. And Mike Barnes as well. Mike Barnes is yeah. a legend, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike Barnes is a legend. He doesn't live that far away from me, actually, but he's never invited me around for dinner yet, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> man. Waiting for the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you just got to ask him. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, sure. Come around. Bring some of them brownies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no Mike is a legend and Mike's been really really supportive of of me and and the magazine and yeah, and, and cannabis in general he's, oh yeah absolutely one of the so, most outspoken guys out there it's very cool yeah yeah I love um love seeing Mike on a panel especially when it's kind of like an industry very industry focused event and Mike just there and doesn't give a shit he just, he just says <laughs> it how it is yeah We've interviewed him on the show as well. We've had so many cool people on the show. We're very really yeah. lucky to do what we do. I have to go back and listen listen to that one. Um, yeah, I bet that was. You haven't but... listened to all of the episodes. <laughs> no, <not all laughs> of them, yeah. Only a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, um, no, but thank you for having me on. It was um, it was oh, no, really- pleasure, pleasure. Thank you for coming to join award winning cannabis journalist now, Sarah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, it's like, how, when's an appropriate time to change my bio on Twitter, Sarah? <laughs> oh, just right away. That should be done, man. Get her done. <laughs> it's only like 150 characters. It won't take long. Yeah. <laughs> So where can our listeners go out to find the magazine? Yeah, so we are on, um, we're on Instagram at Cannabis Health Mag. um, And then we are on Twitter at, which is a bit of a mouthful, but Cannabis H News, I think it is. Um, And if you just type in uh, cannabishealthnews.co.uk, that's the website and everything should be on there to direct you to socials and stuff. It's very cool how .co.uk, you know, you're doing all this work in the UK where we seem to be more restricted than most people right now. Yeah, I know. Somebody said to me the other day that I'm like high times in the 70s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is when you think about it. I feel like we're almost, yeah, like when I first started, it felt like we were in quite a, a good place. It felt like it was only a matter of time and now I feel yeah. like very much gone a few steps back yeah i thought the same you know it's sort of november 2018 where it went legal for medical it's like it's got to be 18 months before we go recreational mm. can't be long surely yeah, yeah exactly i are. think we were, we were just writing articles and be like oh yeah we'll have an nhs access in a few months so it'll be fine like obviously not <laughs> a bit optimistic um, we've all been terribly let down man and that's us it's like just writers and content creators the parents yeah. of these children who need the medicine, they've yeah. been let down more, way more than we have. Man. Oh, and it's course, absolutely yeah. fucking disgusting what they've had to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Damn shame. No, it is. It's. I think we all, yeah, we all need to remember that. Um, uh, yeah, what they're going through, what they've been through, and, and them and, and all the patients that are kind of suffering and not being allowed to have access to something. Mm-hmm. When it's you know especially when it's legal in the uk it's just absolutely insane yeah um so yeah that's what i always try and try and remember and keep in my sort of in my mind as i'm plowing on dealing with all the day-to-day shit and trying mm-hmm. to remember the bigger the bigger goal that's it man as you, as you said that word legal i had i was picturing the air quotes go up and be like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah how did you know that's literally what i was doing <laughs> But, you know, mm. the cannabis community is a good community and we all stand by each other and help each other out through them dark yeah. days. And if you ever need some words of encouragement, man, you can find us over at passiesgrown.com. Drop oh. me an email, you know, and yeah. we'll, we always drag each other through, through those dark days. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And I'd love to interview you as well for um, Cannabis Health. Or yeah, sure. Anytime. We'd love to talk. It's what we do. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that vibe. I feel like that won't be an issue. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's great. Thank you. I'm going to go and um, have some dinner now. But Nice. Yeah. Nice. Thank you so much for taking a pleasure. Time. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Thank you very much. And good You're luck welcome. with the magazine in the future. Be, contact us anytime you want to come back or share some news or anything like that. You're always welcome. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Lovely to chat and I'll speak to you soon. Cool. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. See you later. <laughs> And there we go, everybody. That was Sarah Sinclair from Cannabis Health Magazine. Now, all you have to do to find Sarah's information is 
go to Google or your favorite search engine and search for Cannabis Health Magazine and you find everything there. There's lots of different places you can find that on Twitter, on Instagram, on the Cannabis Health Magazine website. And you know, this is a good publication here in the UK. So if you're in the UK and you like cannabis, then it's good to try and support news outlets like this who are trying to get cannabis out there and spread the good word rather than the other news companies that only ever say bad things about cannabis. So if you can support Cannabis Health Magazine and become a subscriber, all you have to do is head over to their website, which is cannabishealthnews.co.uk and you'll be able to find everything you need over there. But thank you, as usual, for downloading the show. Thank you for listening. It would be epic if you could share the link to this episode with somebody who you think might enjoy the episode. That would be very cool. This is the best way to help the show grow is by sharing it with other people. Because as we said in the interview, the algorithms don't help us very much. So we rely on you to help the show grow. But anyway, that's it for this week's interview. We'll catch you on Friday for another interview. So stay tuned for that one. But in the meantime, have a good week. Stay high and stay safe. And we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.